You don't look better than me, you don't dress better than me, you don't walk better than me, you don't talk better than me, you don't smell better than me, you don't smile better than me, you're not more compassionate than me, you're not more passionate than me, you don't make love better than me, you're not more understanding than me, you're not more vulnerable than me, you're not more of a man's man than me, right? You're not more of an active listener than me, you ain't got better the charisma than me. At the end of the day, ain't nobody better than me but me. When I walk in that building, I'm the one with that certified sticker. I ain't care how much money you got, you ain't got more money than me. You wanna know why? Cause I got rich character. My character is rich. Sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Back at it, back in the building, man. Uh, shit, happy new year. Uh, <laughs> oh, we here, man. This is the untitled podcast, man. Back at it for 2022. Um, only right, uh, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna start the year, we're gonna start the year off right, man. So, uh, got a friend of the show, family of the show, literally. Uh, got my big brother Q back in the building. What's happening? What's happening? What's up, G? Chilling, man. How you yeah. feeling? Feeling good, man. Feeling good. You know, back home for holidays, New Year's, all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, man, 2022, we here. Yeah, man. Yeah, you a New Year, New Me person? You was, you set goals for the New Year? You How, how, uh, how you rock with that? I feel like, man, if you're going to set goals for the New Year, why not set goals for next week? Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, hey, I ain't waiting till the New Year to get it started. It's a fair point. It's a fair point, man. We was always taught to... to you know, set your New Year's resolutions and all that shit, and they done died out by... Yeah, man. By MLK Day. <laughs> I feel like New Year resolution just wants, you know what I'm saying? If you, yeah. you you ain't really you ain't really passionate about it, man. You gotta wait next year to start something. Yes. It ain't nothing gonna change, man, except for the date. Yeah, and all you're doing is is especially and I I think I always look at people when they say they wanna work out, man, knowing what they do is you'll take 
Christmas and New Year's and you do you just do as bad as you Eat possibly crazy. can. Yeah. <laughs> and all you if you go on starting a new year, all you're doing is making it hard making and harder exactly. <laughs> for when you start. Then you're gonna quit because yep. it was hard. Maybe you should have did a little warm up, little warm up session, man, and you know what I mean, and and got to it. Um speaking of warm ups, man, um, you know, I had a little accident. Let's talk about it. Little accident. I'm going to put this on. Put this on air now. So five years from now, ten years from now, you know what I'm saying? I can say we all talked about this at at one point. (laughs) But uh, but now, man, um, you know, I was challenged to a race by 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 my nephew, man, by young fella, your son. Um, you know, he said he want a little bit of smoke. (laughs) Um, and who who am I to not give it to him? Who am I? Now you gotta school the youngest, you know. Yeah, man. Got gotta, gotta keep, you know I me mean? as long as you can, man. You got you know what I mean? They keep on kicking that kicking that fence. You know what I mean? Kept kicking that fence, man. Rich, I'm poking my head, you know what I'm saying? You can't keep kicking the fence. And, and think the dog ain't gonna come over the top of it. Now I done told you, but where the dog, you kept kicking the gate, dog came after you. Um but when the dog was chasing you, you know what I mean? I you know, I blew a tire. Yeah, that show blew a tire, man. Oh, if I this is at the finish line, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got through the end of it. I got through the end of it, man. So I, you know, I, I went back and watched the game tape, and um, you know, I tried to slow down and play. And you know, I was always taught not to play with my food, and I did it anyway. And I tried to come back up and speed up, and, and that old Chevy don't crank up like it used to, man. So pulled a little hammy. You know what I mean? I guess that's what what thirty plus is. Tell you, man, you gotta these days, man. I mean, you forget how old you get. You gotta stretch before you do any yeah, type of activity. Man, you know what I'm saying? I used to be just hop out of bed and just go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hop out of bed no more, man. Them youngest, man, they they come with them rubber band legs now. Nah, <laughs> yeah, I remember I saw a post, man, and it was like um thirty and up, thirty and up, my thirty and up people. What hurt y'all the most when you hop out of bed? Shit, for me, it's my back. Your back. Knees, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't no telling, man. It's a surprise every day, man. This is the same thing for me, man. My ankles, my ankles holler at me every morning. Oh, as soon man. as they hit the ground, them boys screaming. I got to really ease. I'll be walking in the bathroom like a little baby deer every morning. I'm talking never fail every morning. The ankles scream. You got to warm that engine up, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, put the automatic crank on there. Yeah, <laughs> let, let the boy start and get warmed up. Let get warmed up when he's out driving. Yeah, you used to just hop out of bed, feet on the ground, hit the ground running, man. Nowadays, is, you know what I mean? My old, um, the old trainer from high school, man, shot Gina. Gina commented on Facebook told me you need some damn dynamic warm up your old ass. You can't just be hopping out thinking you back in high school. You but can all just go. That's the thing, though, right? You don't want to do the, the warm ups in front of the younger. He's like, man, what you doing, man? Let's go. Yeah, that's you it, know man. What I'm yeah. Then you really look old. You, you know got to be stretching and shit before yeah. you race. Don't need none of that, man. Watch out. Watch out. Line it up. Where we going? Hit her there. Say less. Let's go. Line it up, man. I felt that thing pop twice. Pop, pop. Oh, shit. I feel like Forrest Gump when he got shot. <laughs> Damn, something bit me. <laughs> Bro, I thought so, you were playing at first, but uh, nah. I wish I was. It was not a game. That was real. Yeah, it was not a game at all, man. So, uh, so your time back, man. You able to get everything you want to get done. You've been resting, relaxing. You've been working. I know you. So, um, what you been up to, man? man it's never no rest. Relax. Working, man. Working. I mean, resting my mind, but. Just working, man. Getting at it for the new year. You know what I'm saying? New year, new projects, new things in the works, new goals. That's just me, man. Just getting everything set for what I really want to do for next mm-hmm. year. 
That's it. Word, word. Got to set them plays up early before you make them. Go ahead and get them out of the way, man. So, uh, another part of uh, 2022, something that I guess I thought we left in 2020, but it seemed like uh, like old COVID. She she don't want to go, man. Shit, man. She coming back with a vengeance, too. Yeah, man. Omarion. Omarion yeah. and whoever else in B2K mm-hmm. is coming yeah. back yeah. ready, man. Millennium Tour. Millennium Tour is back with a vengeance. Man. Boy, it's coming with the heat, man. So any precautions you taking, anything? I mean, you, you vaccinated? You? I mean, nothing new for me, man. You know, I'm vaccinated. I stay masked up. So it ain't really, it ain't no new precautions for me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I still just been chilling. I ain't really been out as much. You know, out and about. I mean, you can't really. I mean, it's a it's a new it's a new way of living, man. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I really don't think we'd be out this thing for another two years, to be honest. Yeah, no, nah, it's gonna the be the vaccines. Amazing. I mean, they ain't really killing nothing. You know, what I'm saying it's really just to ease your symptoms. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think that vaccine, are they immune? They got kryptonite yeah. or something, yeah, whatever. But nah, nah, man. So I'm just moving the same, man. You know, trying to keep it safe with the family. You know, what I'm saying especially traveling across the country, so. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, cause y'all back and forth. You got got two kids in elementary school, so you know what I mean. So I know the germs is running rapid. You know rapid, what I mean. And it's crazy though, man. Cause uh, at least over there, shit, they masked up, man. Yeah. And when they send you a message every day, you feel like your kids sick. Do not send them bastards over here. <laughs> Keep the little nasty asses. <laughs> Do not send them nasty asses over here, boy. Keep they nasty ass at the house with you. Yeah, man. And wash their damn hands. It seems like the 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 kids are more. Um, you know, taller than other than us, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We the one bucking the system. Shit. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, and it's always, you know, the, the kids going to wear their masks, they're going to do their thing, you know. Um, I've always said I felt like the kids are the ones that's kind of passing it around anyway. You know what I mean? Just being kids, you know what I mean? You think about how much they move around is really a lot more than we are. You know what I mean? They they get on the bus to school. They moving throughout the school. They in the lunchroom. They sitting at the table. They, you know what I mean? They eating. They, you know what I mean? They sharing pencils and all kind of shit. You know what I mean? Touching doors and some people come through the school. You know what I mean? So, you know, I feel like they the ones passing it, but I agree with you. A lot of the kids don't care. Put them back, give them a little Spider-Man mask and shit. They good yeah, money. They rocking with it. They ain't tripping. They crazy ass mama. That's <laughs> showing her ass on one of the kids. Front taking of the school, the, yeah. Yeah, taking my choice away and, and all that other Passing shit. kids, though. They don't care. Yeah, man. They trying to get out the house with your crazy yeah. ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they been tired of you. They's... I don't know you. If they, how would you feel about another lockdown? I mean, if it's gonna be a lockdown, we gotta actually lock down. That's fair. You feel me? Like the whole country got locked down. It can't mm-hmm. be no this state doing this, that state doing that, because it ain't it ain't solving nothing. You know what I'm saying? So we gotta really lock down, lock down as a country, or I don't think it's even worth it, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw, man. There's a movie on uh, Netflix. Uh, don't look up. You caught that? What is it called? It's called Don't Look Up. You know, I seen it. I ain't catch it yet, though. Man, uh, actually, yesterday, man, I came home, and I was just, I just, I was in the room chilling. I said, let me just you know, turn on Netflix real quick, man. I turned that shit on. And you know how they say, like, art often imitates life? Mm-hmm. Yo, that movie's so crazy because I, I really feel like, basically what the movie's about, let me start at the top. Movie's basically about two scientists. Okay. I work in Michigan State. And they find they see a, a, an a, a asteroid, a comet, that's heading toward Earth, and it's coming. Like ain't no questions about it. I think they said it was a ninety nine point seven percent chance, ninety nine point seven eight percent chance actually, that it was gonna hit Earth. 
said it was 10 miles, 10 miles uh, wide. It was coming. What nothing we could do about it, it was coming. Okay. And what they were trying to do was go to the president and, and get the you know, tell the president, yo, look, this shit's coming. We need to do something now or this is extinction. Like, it's over with. Ain't nothing we're going to be able to do with this shit hit Earth. And it's going to hit Earth. So we need to, you know, do whatever we do to, to misdirect it or whatever. The president took it as a joke. It was a, it was a female president. It was funny because it kind of... You can tell they tried to have the president kind of imitate how Trump was what back in the day. Who you think? <laughs> yeah, like she was like, mm, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. Well, let's just say it's a seventy percent chance it might hit us, and not worry about it. Um, then the chief of staff and uh, he cracking jokes and shit, and you know it was wild. You know he 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 laughing at him, talking, man, why are you breathing so hard, man? Like calm down. Let's let's talk. It's making me nervous. Can you not breathe like that? And I mean they just joking about it, and they went all through and um. It's funny as the movie goes on, they they're going on a whole press tour, telling people, and some folks taking it serious, some folks aren't. And then toward the end of the movie, you can actually see the comment. Yeah. So the whole "don't look up" thing comes because the scientists say, "Yo, just look up; it's right there. Just look into the sky; you'll see it." Right. Plain like sight. Yes, yeah, in plain sight. The little dip is there, big dip is there. Comments in the middle. You see it hurling toward Earth, and then you get folks. Uh, they start a whole campaign. Don't look up. Don't look up. We ain't looking up. You know, the president, she she doing rallies. She got a hat on that says don't look up. And it's a whole thing, right? So uh finally gets tired, gets basically down to doomsday. And um they sitting in the control room and they got they finally decide, okay, we need to do something. So they're trying to fire some rockets at it. But it's too late, it's already an absolute. You can't do really do shit. Yeah. You hit it. All you can do is break it apart and a little piece still gonna do their thing. So um the president's um, one of the main, the top scientists that the president had. He said, "Hey, uh, I need to go to the restroom." And he walk out. And the president said, "Oh, um, yeah, I need to go to the restroom too." And she slide out and she leave the control room and everybody kind of just looking around. And everybody said, "Man, fuck it, I got my daughter. I need to go see my daughter. I got to find my kids." Everybody and all this. running now. Everybody bail out. And the president calls the main scientist. He's played by uh, Leo DiCaprio. She calls him. And says, "Hey." We got a ship. And he was like, of course y'all got a ship. She's like, we got a ship. It's a cryo ship, you know what I mean? You know, it has all kinds of shit. We'll be fine. Um, and we basically gonna just travel through space until we find an inhabitable planet. You know, it's, it's room here for 2,000 people. We got two seats for you. You pick your wife or your daughter. Take a choice, whichever one you want to bring. And that's yeah. it. <laughs> and my man basically told her to go to hell and hung up on her. Asteroid hits the earth. Game over. But... Point being, it was wild because, and when I was watching it, I laughed because I was like, damn, you know what? If we really hit a life-altering event, something like that, I can see it going that exact way. Yeah, ain't nothing you can do about it. Like, I mean, you think about COVID. Like, we really crack jokes about it. Like, folks ain't dying. Folks dying. Like, folks really dying. And Kids dying. Folks dying. Kids dying. Old people dying. Like, it's not, it's not age, there's no age limit. On it, you know what I'm saying? Like, and folks dying left and right, and we just cracking jokes. And, and you know what I mean? You know, well, shit, I might get vaccinated. I might not. I might do this. I, might, I don't know. I see how I feel in the morning. You know what I mean? So, it's ill to watch. And, I mean, it's <laughs> the movie, I don't think it was a comedy. It had some funny moments just to me just because the irony and how, you know, similar you see the situations are, but... If you definitely get a chance, check it out, man. Yeah, Don't I gotta check up. that out, man. It seems like they're imitating a lot of what's going on right now. Yeah, man. It so, was, uh, uh, 
That's definitely something I gotta check out. Yeah, man. Especially them rallies, man, where they had them rallies and all the folks. It's somebody don't look up. Did they had red hats on. Yeah, of course they did. <laughs> of course they had on red hats, man. Oh, you know, they was the main ones. You know, don't look up. You don't. You know, we don't. We don't believe in that. It's a conspiracy. That's not a real thing. And all kind of shit. It's like, all right, y'all. Okay. To show you how foolish America is, man. That's that's basically it, and that's what basically it was. And um, you know, salute Netflix for putting that out because obviously they're gonna catch some backlash. Oh yeah, man. I, you know what I mean? It's gonna be some folks who you know they because again the the president it was a, it was a uh, female president. You know what I mean? But even little things she said, I know there's part where uh she was smoking a cigarette and she was like, you know, funny story is uh I used to hide when I smoked these cigarettes. I didn't want to smoke them. And then one day I said, fuck it, I want a cigarette. I'm going to go smoke. And she said, they called me on camera smoking. My approval rate went up three points. They love me. <laughs> <laughs> they love me for just being myself. And I said, this ain't. If this ain't Lady Trump. I got to see who made that movie, man. Man, that shit's good, man. I said, if this ain't Lady Trump, I don't know who is. Because <laughs> that's all. Yeah. That was the whole thing about, man. So, yeah, if you get a chance, man, don't look up. Uh, dope movie. Kind of long. Kind of long, man, but but a dope movie for sure. Um, speaking of backlash, um, something that came across, uh, yeah, actually since uh, the last time you've been here, man, was um, college football and recruiting season. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Travis Hunter, uh, the number one, who ran him, I don't know what call, he dropped out of number two for some odd reason. Well, they said they got like two different polls. Oh, yeah. Number one, number two, two different polls. tomato, uh, whatever. Yeah, it's two different polls. He's shaking up the country. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, he didn't go to, yeah. So, um, Travis Hunter, number one athlete in the country, uh, number one cornerback in the country out of Georgia. Um, Collins Hill, man, uh, was a Florida State commit for about three years, two, three years, mm-hmm. and uh, made a decision on signing day. Um, to switch his uh, choice to Jackson State University, mm-hmm. um, who's now coached by uh, Deion Sanders, obviously. When you first saw that, what was your? Uh, we talked about it a little bit. But when you first saw that, what was your initial reaction? I, I knew it was going to happen, mm-hmm. but I think it really all started when Deion decided to do what he did. Mm-hmm. When you got a high profile, he wasn't even a high profile coach. He never coached college football before. Mm-hmm. High school, he was what a officer coordinator. Yep. So, mm-hmm. but he was just a high-profile name. Mm-hmm. So for so for a high-profile name to go to a, a, a HBCU, that started turning the wheels. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. And now you look at our era, right? Most yeah. of the kids, their parents grew up watching Dion, mm-hmm. watching Eddie George. A lot of these these players that are now coaching mm-hmm. these HBCUs. So it's like, yeah, definitely want you to go there, right? Mm-hmm. They, they see the talent. This guy makes the NFL. If you think you could make it. You need to go there and get groomed by this person, right? It just comes back down to, you know what I'm saying, the reason the HBCU was created in the first place. And even yeah. back in the day, man, HBCU was a breeding ground for NFL athletes. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But I think what he did, man, it really shook up some stuff, and you really saw the reaction of some some of these 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 uh, these tier one schools. Yeah. Like, why would you go there? Yeah. We got it, over, we got it good over here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And to me, that just shows so much of an undertone, like, Nah, because the, they read the reason they know they they're saying that because once these top ten athletes start going to these schools, the money's gonna follow. Mm-hmm. Nike, Adidas, these all these oh, radio no, shows—they don't care what school you go to. Mm, they're they just you. trying to find a way to make some money. Mm-hmm. 
So once all this money starts funneling into the schools, mm-hmm. now the schools are getting more students. Yep. And now the schools are getting more alumni, more high profile alumni. Because now you got more students, you're gonna have more doctors, lawyers, athletes, actresses. They're gonna start funneling more money back into the school as alumni. Mm-hmm. Now the school is just as big as Ohio State, University of Georgia, and all these kids are going there. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, college football, you ain't got no choice <laughs> but to rank old Jackson State. In yep. the top 10, top mm-hmm. five, you know what I'm saying? Because eventually these schools are going to want to play these HBCUs. Either one, shut them up, or two, figure out are we really the best, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think he shook it up, man. You're already seeing a lot of transfers from these top tier schools coming, and I think it's a good thing, man. I'm glad that actually happened. Yeah, absolutely, and I agree with you. I remember when Prime first announced he going to Jackson State, and just on a small level, he was saying if you were DB, and you go into college, you want to make the NFL. Where would you rather go? Where else can you go? They get taught how to be a DB, how to play corner, how to be a playmaker. Then, then one of the greatest, if not one of the arguably, arguably the greatest uh, DB of all time. You know, so that was the first step. And then you know, I watched him build. You know, obviously, Prime was my favorite player growing up. Um, so I'm watching him build. You know, first his son, who's a four star quarterback, he comes in. And then your other son's a four-star uh, cornerback, and he's a South Carolina. He transfers in. Then you start getting more and more transfer, and, and Prime's just working that transfer portal. Yep. He's bringing them in. He's getting four-star linebacker from here, three-star from there. And, you know, these are, you know, the best. When he came in, best recruiting class ever in school history, y'all top. You know what I mean? And then you start winning. And I know they took a loss to South Carolina State um, in the Celebration Bowl a few weeks ago, but um, but he was watching him build, and I agree with you, you know, you – all you got to do is get it right. Just do it right. That's it. And, and, you know, I spoke about this pressure uh, with it because, obviously, if it goes left, it's going to make it really, really hard to kind of make this a sustainable thing, right? Like, you, you bring Charles Hunter in. If he's not a top 15 pick when he graduates, when he, comes, he leaves that school, it's going to be real hard. You know what I mean? Honestly, if Prime leaves Jackson State before that group leaves, it's going to be hard. Cause you're going to say, well, see, look, what's the difference? You went to a PWI. And the coach would have left you too, and you would have more resources or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that was a um, a bold move by by uh, by Travis Man. Salute to him for sure. Um, you know, also you know we've been seeing people like Mikey uh, Williams talking about going to Howard or all kinds of HBCUs. So you know, I think it's going to take more uh, more students taking that jump. But I think this is a huge, huge deal, um, an amazing opportunity for him to really shake things up. I mean, imagine that these HBCUs do load up the top African-American black talent, and then they start playing Ohio State's. Oh, yeah. Start playing, you know, Jackson Jackson State's in Mississippi. Imagine they play Mississippi State and beat them. You know what I mean? Or they play one of these big schools, SEC schools, and beat them. It's coming. Yeah, oh, for sure. And, you know, and when it happens, you know, then what? You know, how what, How do you keep them down? Because they, they still going to play that schedule. They run through that schedule, make it to you know what I mean, the, the make it to the playoff and win a national championship. You can't stop that. You can't. You know what I mean? They're gonna eventually start inviting them to come play in the SEC, mm-hmm. come play in the ACC, come play in these different conferences that are now the top tier. That's the only way they can keep the money in house. Absolutely, it's gonna happen. So absolutely, I think the biggest thing too is that NIL man that um, you know, allowing the players to make money off their own likeness. Yeah. Because that was one of the biggest things that got got Travis there. You know, support he had a, I think it's a one mil or two million dollar deal that basically had them follow him around during his time at Jackson State, and then they're going to make it basically turn to a documentary 
They're going to follow him around Barstool Sports Who Dion has a, a podcast with yeah. You know what I mean And I found that also to be funny and ironic Because I think in doing that They thought that I would actually give an advantage To these big schools Because now they have more money to divvy out When in actuality It kind of evened the playing field Oh yeah Because now that $2 million deal He got Maybe he doesn't get a Florida State because they got to give it to so many other players too. You got all these top so players. So many here. profile players. Yeah, everybody got to get a bag. No, I'm that guy. Give me the two mil, and then you may get five hundred k here for, which is obviously more than you would made as a college student anywhere else. But still, you know what I mean. So I think it's a dope look, man, an amazing look. Um, you know, for Jackson State, I'm anxious to see how it turns out. I want me a Jackson State, Travis Hunter jersey. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And I mean, who else? Who else to help you get that bag than Dion? That's a fact. Like, back in his, if I don't know if, you know, some what the audience is, but yeah. just go on YouTube and look at Dion Sanders' FSU, man. Yeah, Gold cool. chains on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jerry Curl. Like, yeah. he was, imagine if they can get that money back then. Yeah. Shit, man. So he knows exactly how to market himself, mm-hmm. know how to market, how to players and market themselves. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's nobody else, man. And I think, uh, once once it's all said and done, man, it's gonna be a huge, huge deal, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man, for sure. So uh let's get some music, man. Get us some music. We didn't do a playlist. Um oh, man, we can we can go off the top, man. Go off the top, man. That's what we've been doing. Um, kinda just playing, you know, what you've been rocking to, what you've been vibing with, you know, all that good shit, man. So, um you wanna pop it off, you want me to? Uh let's see, man. Let me see what I got. Let me see what I got, man. You know, I've been have a different little playlist here and there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, let's see. Let's pop it off with some, uh, I've been jamming. I've been on some Freddie Gibbs pretty hard lately, man. Let's hit that big boss rapper real quick. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? Freddie been, Freddie been coming through, man. One of the most underrated rappers, I think. Uh, sure. As far as just bar for bar and just, you talking about spitting some, some, some real shit, man. This guy here has been. Been doing it for years, so uh, definitely gotta get into it. Absolutely, man. So here we go, Freddie Gibbs, man, Big Boss Rabbit. There's never any doubts in my mind because I'm the best in the world. Even though a lot of you don't like to hear it, I just it's fact. I'm the best. You know what I mean? I sometimes I don't want to believe in myself, but it's the truth. I'm the best, and I'm just convinced. You know what I mean? These fellas, I didn't challenge me with their somewhat prim- primitive skills. They're just as good as dead. Big Mac 11, back of the 7 on some boss shit I put that president on my wrist and I got frosted Stack it like Pringles, you want a single, it's gon' cost Slow on the hair and I don't sell them bitches too often Man, my jewelry like some laser beams Step out with your lady, shoot some babies on a Maybelline Overdoses total, cut the cocoa with the ketamine Dope and ibuprofen in my bowl, I got them recipes Bossy, shooter like Steph, I just hit for three and I wasn't even looking Your favorite rapper just hit the stage, little bitch, you about to book him Bitches in love, I just keep the pussy, I just keep it pushing My baby mama knew the job was crooked before they took it Can't train records, bitch, we running shit Just touched down in the airport, Louis V backpack full of them hundreds, bitch Cleaning that McQueen, ho, I'm a gangster, not no lover, bitch Grammy after party, bitch, we rock it like we won a bitch Bossy, big magazine Back of the seven on some boss I put that president on my wrist and I got frost Stack it like Pringles, you want a single, it's gon' cost CEO, rabbit, young Freddie Kane, I'm on some boss Big Mac 11, back of the seven on some boss I put that president on my wrist and I got frost Stack it like Pringles, you want a single, it's gon' cost You look to your funeral room and shoot up your fucking coffin I blow your house up with that honey drum No hot 100, I'm a hot boy with some murder one Cash money came, big number one son, and you my youngest son See my first crackhead like that Beamer back in 91 I've been on the places you fuckin' Rockin' the Gumby face, fuckin' up my gut with the Zach 
ice and lemonade. Bitches, big BL, if you violate, you a renegade. Know the trigger fingers ain't nothing tight on your Twitter page. Freddy Krueger, P90 Ruger, I'm creeping on them. Niggas say they ain't losing sleep, tell them I'm sleeping on them. Got heavy traffic, the neighbors might call the people on them. Surround your car with their eyes, I put the Reaper on them. Death witch, teaching with that automatic shot, yeah, that's a death kiss. Niggas be pulling through, so I aim above the neck, bitch. Fly with it on me, I got my Vicky on the jet, bitch. Ready to set it off, and I put that on the soft shit. Scream back 11, back of the 7 on some boss shit. I put that president on my wrist, and I got frostbite. Stack it like Pringles, you want a single, it's gon' cost shit. CEO, rabbit, young Freddy, can I'm on some boss shit. Bring back 11, back of the 7 on some boss shit. I put that president on my wrist, and I got frostbite. Stack it like Pringles, you want a single, it's gon' cost shit. Yes, sir, man. So that was Freddie Gibbs. Um, big boss rapper, man. I fuck with Gibbs, man. Man, Gibbs hard, man. Yeah, man. Fuck with Gibbs. Gibbs. Hard, man. Out of Gary, Indiana. Yes, sir. <laughs> One of them guys, man. So, yeah, for sure. Fuck with Freddie, man. Um, so, that I'm going to tap into uh, my guy, man. I'm going to tap into uh, Benny the Butcher, man. Um, I've kind of been rocking with freestyles a lot lately, man, and just kind of mixtapes and all that. So, I'm getting to Benny the Butcher, man. I'm do Thanksgiving. Oh. Yeah. This for all the plugs I met. Uh-huh. And the trenches. You can't even get the trenches too. Yeah. You anything like me? Them hand-to-hand sales made you. Uh-huh. I'm one of them hustlers, you gotta tell thank you. Got advice from my dog. I accept it cause it's love. He said we did the work, you giving too much credit to the plug. That was us on that corner, Montana and Genesee. When niggas couldn't sell it they self, they was hitting me I was one call away, I pull up with the drugs with me And you don't know the pressure of owing the plug 50 Got a jail call, he told me stay dangerous, take it easy Was in the day room and couldn't believe he see me on TV He spent money on this bitch every time he got work with Caught seven years and she only visited the first two Damn, rappers in my genre wanna be me still I'm too far ahead, it's easy to feel like I'm cheating when I read these deals Talking you live like this, it's gonna make them hate you This will fuel them to get off their ass I made them greater. Tell me thank you. Y'all niggas should tell me thank you. I want no opinions from niggas going to take care of their kids. Tell me thank you. Y'all niggas should tell me thank you. I rap about drugs. That's what I want to talk about, nigga. Let me do me, nigga. Like how I'm back in the game When it did that little bit Now my hoes ain't knacking the same Stressing, I did them sentences Without stacking no change Getting high inside Knowing my pride ain't matching my weight Let me take you back to that blue building Back in the day Why I trapped them two for 15s plus That was my age From that little stage Two or three years I mastered my ways We would be the Jacksons And yeah, if they gave up plaques for the game Let me take you back to that little pot That little flame Brick to a sports agency We respect grinding I'm signing offensive linemen And BMX riders you wanna meet, it would be a theft and be a check rider in therapy Learning to walk again, fought them in a robbery They shot me, I'm back cocky in the jewelry that I bought again They want me to post when I slide, they say I'm gangster Trust me, it won't make us the gram, it's gon' make the papers Thank us, thank us, ah, tell me thank you Tell me thank you, y'all niggas should tell me thank you Yes, sir, man. That was uh Benny the Butcher. Uh Thanksgiving. Um off the plugs I met two mixtape. Um interesting, man. We both kind of went with some real hip hop y rapid rap type records, man. Um which kind of leads into to the next topic, which is the uh obviously y'all have been back and forth uh 
among verses. And um, recently, Jay-Z uh, had a little bit to say about verses. Mm. Um, you know, Hove, uh, actually, let me see if I can find a clip. He was doing a Spaces um, talk. Um, he was talking about, um, you know, whether or not, uh, well, actually, someone asked him, I'm sorry, um, who he would do a verses with and if there's anybody who, you know what I mean, could, could hold their own against him in the verses. Um, his response was absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no way in hell um, and all that other good shit, man. And let me uh, see if I can actually find this. Nobody can we stand on that stage with me? I need this. I, I ain't gonna lie. No disrespect. I, everyone's amazing and done what they've done. No one can stand on that stage with me. I'm just telling you guys the real. Like, there's I not a you. shot. There's not a chance in hell that anyone can stand on that stage with me for I don't know how long it is two hours, one hour, two hours. Right. Look. I, you got to stand in front of the Grammy family freestyle live. <laughs> you, no, no one's no. ever even seen me perform that. Like you, you got to stand in front of that. That ain't gonna never happen, man. Let's let's move on from verses and just get back to the this uh, keys album. So yeah, man. So basically, uh, Hove was asked who can beat him in the verses. Mm-hmm. Um, he said nobody uh, could stand against him um, at all. A few rappers. Felt the way about it, one most notably being uh, Future Hendrix. Uh, felt a little bit of a way about it. Um, you know, nobody heard. I haven't heard from Wayne. I don't know if Wayne had anything to say. Um, and Drake obviously ain't gonna say nothing. Um, so first thing first, do you are you on are you on whole side? Is, I'm, I'm a whole fan, right? Yeah. Uh, Future, nah. I mean, I, I guess it really depends on on demographics. You know, no, no where you at regionally. If you're in the south, you know some people might say that. If you're in the north, you know. But for me, man, only person I could really think of is Wayne. Yeah. But even then, I think you gotta have some type of parameters around it, right? Right. But I think my whole Sandy said, as far as albums and just consistent music, mm-hmm. I think that's what he's saying. Because if right. you get in a battle with Wayne, Wayne ain't gonna pull out freestyles. He gonna pull out. You know what I'm saying? All these features and shit. And mm-hmm. Ain't nobody can touch Wayne when it comes to that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think it really depends on what they battling with. Right. Are we bringing out features and mixtapes? So Wayne ain't going to take that against anybody. Right. Because Jay ain't really, Jay ain't do no mixtapes like that. You know right. what I'm saying? He going right. to put his album out, do what he do, and that's it. But we talking about albums, consistency, music. I don't really see nobody really fucking with Wayne. I mean, with Jay at this point. Right. But uh, you know, if it just all has off, I don't know, man. It might be a little, <laughs> a little shaky there if you're going with Wayne. So, yeah, I uh, in one point, whole May was he was saying he said, man, I imagine me doing the Grammy uh, the Grammy Family Freestyle live. He's like, it's never been done live before. No one seen me perform that. He said, imagine that live. He's like, it's different. And I think for Jay, it's kind of a uh, you put him in the verses. First of all, just the catalog alone. You know what I mean? He can pull from so much. Yeah. He got so many different verses he can bring out and different songs he got. I mean, from songs from Reasonable Doubt to I Got the Keys to I Got the Keys with Future. You know what I mean? Like, it's so many different tracks he got. Tracks with Beyonce. I mean, he had a whole album, you know, with Beyonce to pull from. You got so many different, you know, things. And Wayne's the same, Wayne's the same you know, on the same type of lane, same type of time. So, I agree with that. If we're talking about who can match up, 
to me, Wayne's really the only person that I could think of that can, person, that can right. hold his own. Um, that won't get to that part where you know you just kind of throwing something out yeah, there. Yeah, like, yeah, like hey, let me give you, you this real quick. Out. Yeah. I got you know, give me two songs just trying to, to fill get some space in. Yeah, yeah. I think that um, one thing that uh, Jadakiss has shown is that in verses, man, it is about the performance too. And if you kind of take hold of verses, there, there's a strategy there where if you can really kind of dictate the way it goes. You know, I think um, Fab. You know, before the dip set and locks versus you know Fab and uh, and Kiss. Kiss showed it then, you know, because Kiss just kept playing street records, kept playing street records mm-hmm. to the point where Fab started doing it. Yeah, and I like, oh, you done lost because that's not your lane. He got them, but nah, you need to drop them girl records you got. Yeah, that's what you got. To your lane. Yeah, that's what se- that's what's gonna separate you from Kiss. And make it aware we're going to battle with girl records. And that way, when you do play the street records, the few street records I do got, they'll go head to head with you, but you can't compete with my girl records. Yeah. You got to kind of turn the tide. Yeah. So, whole man, is, I think he's going to have to really dig deep into a bag against Wayne because Wayne has hits, but if he makes it a regional thing, I think that's kind of where Hove can really kind of take hold in that battle. You know, hypothetical whole hypothetical whole versus Wayne battle. I think if Hove gets to the point where he just starts playing, you know, his regional records that we all know, you know what I mean. So that's um, can't not the hustle. You know, his early stuff. If he plays early stuff versus Wayne's early stuff. We gonna rock with Wayne's early stuff. Yeah. But you know, will as a whole country, you know, nationwide, where they all working, where they all rocking with Young and Blues, uh. 500 degrees, uh, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. They do. They know about those records. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Kind of the regional. Even with that 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 kiss battle, it was all New York. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Even then, they got the boroughs in New York. Mm-hmm. You look at what borough they was in. Mm-hmm. So now he can kind of play to that. Yep. You feel me? But when you got a, a New York artist versus a New Orleans artist, mm-hmm. you got to be strategic. Where you just like a boxing match? Where we fighting at? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you fighting the U.S. or we going over to goddamn Pakistan or some shit? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you got to kind of play that. So it's really more than just records when it comes to those battles, mm-hmm. man. You got to really see where we gonna be doing this. If you're doing it live at a live crowd like that, I know some of the verses were more like just two artists in the room, as you know, it's on Instagram yeah. live, or whatever. But I think something like that would be live. And mm-hmm. if it's live, you got to be strategic. I know Jay, he definitely thinking about that. So. Yeah, so where do they do it? L.A.? I, I think you would have to do something like L.A. or Vegas, somewhere neutral, you know what I'm saying, yeah. where it ain't, it ain't somewhere somebody can get too you know, close to as far as New Orleans, uh, yeah. artists in New Orleans, natives versus New York natives, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you would have to do it like a L.A. or Vegas or, you know, somewhere that it can be a neutral site, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, L.A., Vegas, I don't know, maybe in Chicago. It's got to be somewhere that ain't got, you ain't. Know, can't do it in Texas. No. Nah. You know I mean? can't do it in Florida. You can't do it, you know, anywhere up north, um, obviously. Um, Charlotte or nothing like that. You got to pick, like you said, got to be a neutral site. But I think it'd be an event. It'd be a huge event. Oh, it'd man. definitely be a it'd huge thing. That'd be amazing. Be a, that'd probably be the biggest versus. Yeah, yeah. Be real with you, man. Because Jay ain't really doing no verses like that, man. Nah, Shit. If he, man. If he doing something, he doing arenas. He doing stadiums. I think... I actually now I really think about it. I think it would need to be something like what um, Drake and Ye did. And I know that wasn't the verses, but that concert, you know, in L.A. at the Rose yeah. Bowl. I think it need to be something like that. 
You know, yeah. you can just put them somewhere, big ass, you know, big ass stadium, you know, pack that shit out. Yeah, just a whole production. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I think, hell, I think, shit, they did that at Coachella. I think that'd be cold. Telling you, man. Either way they do it, man. If Wayne and Jay got together, man, it'll be a movie for sure. Yeah, man. Two artists that just ain't really. They both move the same way. Mm-hmm. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? You don't really see Wayne like that. You don't see Jay like that. They pulling some music out. Um, I think Jay's been more consistent later on in his career than Wayne mm-hmm. has been yeah. as far as music. So I think that might give him the edge. But mm-hmm. that certain that that certain area that mixtape Wayne, that feature Wayne, those two or three, four years, he has so much music. You don't even notice it. Yeah. You don't, I mean, last time you put an album out, it's totally his. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you don't even notice it because there's been mm-hmm. so much music. But Jay's been more consistent, man. I think that's what he's saying as far as no, nobody yeah. can really fuck with me. But, man, it'll be a movie. I know I'll be there for sure. Oh, nah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if I ain't in person, I'm front and center in front of that TV. Yes, one sir. of the two. Because that, that'd be a movement. That's, that's, that's one of the once in a lifetime, uh, you know what I mean, type events. Um, so, what verses have you not seen yet that you would want to see? Have I not seen yet that I would want to see? Man. That's tough. After I got Gucci and Jeezy in the same room, I was good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had Gucci and Jeezy, man. I was good. Yeah, Did man. Did T.I. do one yet? Tip ain't did nothing yet, man. Tip was supposed to have, it was supposed to be Tip and Jeezy. Tip and Jeezy. And then uh, I think um, it got bumped when Gucci agreed. Man, I don't know, man. I think I would have liked to see a tip and shorty low. That would have been hard. You know what I'm saying? If he was still alive. That would have been hard. Uh, shit, I don't really know, man. I think I would want to see uh Man, I wish you do like a hologram versus, you know what I'm saying? That'd bring back tough. some old school. Man, bring like a, a Tupac and Biggie versus. A big and, and pop. That'd be hard. I know they're thinking about that shit. Yeah, that'd be hard. You know that'd, be, that'd be, hard. be hard. Just something that we couldn't really see now. You know, bring like the old school to the new school shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I don't think it's really a versus I haven't seen that I would want to see yet, man. I have to think hard about that one. Yeah, man. It's tough. That, that was a tough question. I mean, I want to see Tip against somebody. I just can't think of who who hasn't done a versus yet that I would want to see tip against, man. Um they did Ludacris and Nelly. Um yeah. and that was a you know, that was a so so. Um I'll tell you the one you know what? I know the one I still I haven't got yet, I still wanna see. I still wanna see Drew Hill and uh Jodeci. Oh yeah. We begging tonight, baby. Yeah, man. We begging, it's gonna be a begging ass <laughs> night. Begging tonight, get, baby. Get, get your girl back tonight. Oh yeah. Man. Hey, it'll be nothing but couples have been that thing, boy. Yeah, like, man. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, if you single, man, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, man. Give me that one. Give me um cause I really love the R and B verses, man. Like, you know what I mean? The the even though it didn't go the way, you know, we really wanted it to, but that baby face and uh that baby face and Teddy Riley. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, obviously that was tough because cause, cause face, you know, I mean, I said it yeah. then, I said not face wrote everything but the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's how I'm saying any and everything, man. He got so much to prove from, and just to pull from, you know what I mean? But, okay, I tell you, I, I do want to see Chris Brown. I will want to mm-hmm. see, we talking about R&B. Yeah. I will want to see Chris Brown. Usher? Usher. That'd be hard. That'd, That'd be, be hard. hard. That'd be probably the only one they can match up with. Chris Brown and Usher, that'd be hard. Yeah, that'd be hard. Shit, you play, you play Gibbs, Big Boss, Rabbit, man. They still, I still want to see somebody go against the Big Boss too. Hey, Mariah, 
Yes, sir. Who going to go against Mariah, though? Mariah is tough, man. She can have to bring a squad with you. What? Like, I, don't think, you. I don't think nobody can go against Mariah, man. Nah. I'm sorry. She just got too much. Yeah, man. She, she got too much heat, man. She, she can play a Christmas album and get you out of there. Exactly. Like, come on, man. Just a few years ago, I found out she wrote all on Christmas You. I thought that was like some old Dolly Parton shit or something. Nah. Mariah wrote that shit. Her shit out. You seen that shit when Jermaine Dupree pulled that shit out, man? It was like, damn. I forgot about this. Yeah. And I I still want to see that one. Did Diddy plan, but I want to see Jermaine Dupree against Diddy. Man, Dupree will wipe Diddy, man. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. I think this this may be some Southern bias. It's but, not even a southern bias, man. But just really looking at what, and yeah, Diddy a got Diddy a lot fan. to pull from. Yeah, I am too. I like Diddy. I love Bad Boy, all that. But Jermaine Dupree, as a producer, got his hands in so much that even you know, especially current, that man, it's tough. He got his hand in New York records that Diddy yeah, ain't got. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. like he just got too many hits. Yeah, man. He got too many hits to eat off of, man. Diddy cool, but. I mean, he ain't got it. He ain't got that that ear like Jermaine and Pree do. I think Diddy. I think Diddy's smart, man. I think you know what time. That's what I want to see. That's what I would want to see Tip against. I thought about that. A Tip and Diddy? Rick. No, nah, a Tip and Rick Ross versus would have been hard. That'd be hard. Cause Chains and Ross wouldn't. I mean, I nah. love Chains, but Chains Chains ain't had enough for Ross. Nah. But but Ross and Tip would have been hard. That'd have been hard. That'd have been that'd hard. Went, that went crazy for sure. That'd have been hard. Mm-hmm. I think Ross just need to have a. He need a, he need a plan that thing you know what I'm saying he got so many movies yeah. like man like he can really wipe somebody too yeah but Tip and Ross that'd be tough that'd yeah be Tip tough. and Ross because they, they can pull from that they can pull from uh, the same kind. I like verses where they can pull from the same kind of era you know what I mean like this song yeah you drop that you drop that and I drop this at the same time like to me that's harder than taking two art like I know when um when Brandy and Monica did their verses like. It was cool because we remembered, like, you know what I mean? It was nostalgic. Yeah. Like, I remember what that was like. Yeah. I remember, you know, with both songs at that same time. Then I'll see the boys' mind together and, like, okay, that's dope. Um, you know, obviously, I'd love to see a, a, a Drake and Ye versus. Um, you know, I think that'd be cool. But, um, you're through a pick doing stupid shit. That's wild. But uh, but yeah, man. Um, I think that'd be dope. That'd be dope. So uh, shifting gears a little bit, but still kind of talking in competition, man. The NBA. Um, first of all, I don't know if it's because the Lakers ain't Lakering, but this ain't really been a fun year for me to watch. It ain't been hitting much. Has yeah, you know what I'm saying. I don't know if it's just me. I, you know, usually I'll still watch games, but I just think it's like you don't know what to expect. Yeah. COVID just taking everybody out. Yeah, I mean, you know what I, I'm saying. Like, outside of Steph Curry, I don't. You know what I'm saying. I ain't really feeling it. I mean, I've been rocking with the Bulls. Yeah, it's been exciting to watch. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But other than that, I mean, it's it's kind of been like COVID just been fucking everything up. Yeah, from Christmas games. I mean, you want to see that LeBron and Durant matchup? Yeah, that was a wash. Definitely was. It just been. I mean, I, I think that's true too, man. The Lakers ain't licking. <laughs> it ain't what we expected. Nah, you got Westbrook, you got AD, you got LeBron, it just ain't meshing, man. Yeah, man. And, and there was questions about it, and you know, I thought maybe basketball IQ will prevail, but sometimes basketball IQ just can't over, just can't supersede fit, man. It can't supersede and, the team, and, and, man. And yeah, they just they just don't mesh. They don't fit. And AD hasn't been 
when, when you get the discussions about the top players in the league, AD's not even really mentioned no more. Like, top five lists, you're not seeing AD's name there no more. You know, he's still AD, obviously. On a good night, AD. He's you know, a talent. Yeah. Any given night, you know, AD's going to be AD, and you can't do nothing with him. But, you know, I'm talking top fives, and you start naming Giannis and, and KD and Steph, you know what I mean? Um, all these guys, it's tough, man. It's tough to even put them up there with them. What well, well, the thing is, all those people you mentioned are people you can rely on for your number one player. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I don't think AD is that person. Because I don't think he even know his game. Nah, he don't. I mean, he's 6'10", 6'11". He want to stay on the wing. Mm-hmm. I get it. But yeah. he's, he's so much. He's trying to play like LeBron, too. It's just If he actually get into his lane, his bag, and, and like actually stay in that block, he can dominate. I think when he came out, when he first got to L.A., and say he didn't want to play center. I was like, okay, we in trouble. We in trouble. And I mean, LeBron, they probably promised him that too. Like, look, man, you got free roam over here. Mm-hmm. Which is probably thought it was a good idea at the time. Like, look, when we find somebody to play center, you can play the, you know, the four, and you can kind of move around. But it just ain't happening, man. So Lakers got to find something, man. They got to figure it out, man. Absolutely. So so far, I mean, we we a little, you know, about halfway through the season. Um, right now, today, who's your pick to win the finals? Win the finals? Mm-hmm. Right now, if you had to pick a champion, right now, I got the Warriors, man. Warriors, okay. They probably the most complete <clears throat> team. And then you look at who the uh, Wiseman's not playing. Clay's not playing. Clay's not playing. I mean, you look at team wise, they got an actual team. I feel for sure they're definitely the scariest team in the league. They're the scariest team, man. You I got think, two players that are in the starting five, not even playing right now. They're the number one seed. I think they're scary. I think uh, as much as people don't want to say it, I think Brooklyn's scary. I mean, they're still number one in the yeah, East. Yeah, Brooklyn, Brooklyn's you know, definitely just, you know, With all the issues and hiccups they've been having, they're still number one in the East. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm not going to bet against the Suns, man. I can't. You can bet against the Suns, but I think – for me, ruling out Brooklyn is one seeing what Steph did to Brooklyn. Yeah. That was just, he just straight exposed them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you could tell that shit just ate Kevin Durant up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, most definitely. I mean, if Brooklyn get, you know, you know Kyrie back or whatever, even then, he's been gone for so long, that shit might even fuck the team up. You feel mm-hmm. me? But, yeah, I mean, yeah, man, the Suns are always going to be there. The Suns are scary. Coming out the East. You can't overlook the Bulls. Bulls as well. They are scary, man. Very much. They young, so. and they running. Young, athletic. They got a, a, a pure point guard. They got Zach, and all Zach Levine ever needed was a little bit of help. He got it with Demar Derozan. I mean, Demar's playing at an MVP level. Tell you ask me from watching watching him on a nightly basis. Uh, they big, you know. Nikolai Vujacic. I mean, could play. You know, what I mean, they they got a squad, man. They definitely got a squad in Chicago. They they put that together well. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's going to be real interesting to watch. I think as far as Brooklyn's concerned, to your point about Steph, I think that, to me, it will be Brooklyn's Achilles heel is teams with guards. They got guards that can score because now you can't hide James Harden and Kyrie. They ain't no defense. Yeah, they ain't playing no <laughs> D, so you got – you know what I mean? So, I think that's how they were able to push uh, push Milwaukee to a um, – I see able to push Milwaukee to a, uh, a seven game – because um, Milwaukee didn't have the guards that could really score. I mean, Drew did his thing, and when he went off, he went off. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris Middleton held it down. He went crazy, but yeah. they just didn't have enough 
from the guards. I mean, they're depending on Giannis, and Giannis will give it, give you what you need, but he's not a matchup issue for them. Like him and KD kind of canceled out. But you know, you, you get in a situation where Kyrie and James Harden have to guard every time down, and you can't hide them because now, I mean, you talking about it's, it's Kyrie, it's James Harden, and then it's uh, KD. So unless you go small and bring another guard in to guard one of them. That's that's your perimeter. They're your perimeter defenders, and they blowing past two of that three. Oh yeah. I mean, KD's an underrated defender. I mean, with his length, he, he uses that well. But other than that, it's he's just trading bucket for bucket. Even then, you saw him. You saw KD get exposed too yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. He had to guard Giannis. Yeah, absolutely. Giannis was wearing his ass out. So he had to come back on offense. He's like, damn. Yeah, and that's tired. You know and, what I'm saying? and to me, that's when it goes back to like those old. And, and I don't. I've never been one to say the old NBA was this, old NBA was that, but I do point to, um, you know, how the time where there was the best player had to guard the best player off top. Um, I was laughing. They had a uh, like a little montage of uh, Chris Paul mic'd up, and he was saying, damn, I remember back in the day when point guards guarded point guards, shit. And I forgot who was guarding them, but it was, you know, it was when the best player guarded the best player, and now – you don't see that as much, you know what I mean? The best player just goes down to the corner and and, <laughs> and covers whoever the, the, the shooter is or whatever. You just you just chase him around and that's it. Or pass him off when you come, you know, when you run across the baseline. Um, but that definitely exposed Brooklyn. I don't I don't see Brooklyn beating Chicago in a seven game series. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't see Brooklyn beating them in seven tough. games. You know what I mean, even with that, like you're saying, the the best player playing the best player back then too, it wasn't as Soft as it is now, right? So you can actually play defense. Yep. Now, if you got your best player playing the best player, they get a foul trouble. Now you kind of yep. So you got it. You kind of had a handicap. Mm-hmm. Now it's all about scoring. So yeah, yeah it's definitely a, it's a different league and different style of play. It's all about racking the points up, man. I I do appreciate the new rule changes though. Definitely. Um, cause they've, they've it's not the old school feel, but it's getting close. Cause the the flopping's kind of been. Removed and you know the, the the pump fake and I'm gonna jump into you and get a foul. Mm-hmm. It kind of tossed that out a little bit now. So now it's really a situation where if you you get fouled, you get fouled, and you really got fouled. You yeah. know what I mean? It's no more. I mean, I know they showed um at, at beginning of the year, probably through the first month. You know, Dane was only averaging 18 points a game. You know, which was something he hadn't done since his rookie year. And they were saying, man, it's because it's, he he wasn't getting as many free throws as normal. So um. For me, it was definitely it's, – it's, I do appreciate the rule change, um, you know, because I was tired of seeing it. You know what I mean? I was definitely tired of seeing it. You know, the, the flop, pump, Yeah, you the pump. You can't play no defense. Yeah, you can't play defense. You flopping around. And I just hate seeing – and I understand. I see both sides of it. I understand the best play. People talk about LeBron with the flopping. I said, well, I mean, it's part of the game at this point. I get it. I don't like it. I don't like seeing the best players in the league trying to sell fouls. Like, brothers go hoop. So, but I get it because it is part of the game, and your job at the end of the day is to win. You know, you win the NBA championship, nobody gives a shit that you flopping around, you know what I mean, in yeah. game five of the finals. And, and I think that flopping was just an adjustment to the game. Yeah. Especially you see somebody big and strong like LeBron. I mean, somebody, a regular foul on LeBron is a flagrant on somebody else. That's a fact. So he's like, man, I'm getting fouled just as much as somebody else because I'm bigger than everybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm not calling it. So it's like, well, shit, yeah. I'm going to adjust to it. Yeah. I'm flopping. I'm getting my calls. Yep. Uh, so I definitely, I definitely uh, appreciate them rule changes, man. And it's starting to show who can really play. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's that Shaq rule. I mean, Shaq start just fighting niggas. 
That's, that's a while Cause that's it. <laughs> They be jumping on Shaq Back and Shaq don't get nothing. Shaq started fighting niggas Like fuck it Whoop his ass Either Red gonna call it Or you gonna stop fighting <laughs> Either he gonna call it I'm gonna beat your ass Y'all take y'all Y'all can get together Y'all huddle up You know what I mean And talk about it You know what I mean And figure that out man But but one way or the other We gonna get this out of the way um, You know So um, Shits and gears Also man To NFL um, It's been a lot of coaching changes um, one that happened early was Urban Meyer. You follow the story? Man, I follow that story. <laughs> Urban a wild story. boy, man. Yeah, well, you know what? I seen this on uh, I think it was Twitter, man. Yeah. They're like they want to have a thirty for thirty for that that Florida team. Man, yeah, listen. Urban Meyer. Yep, Tebow. Tebow, Cam Newton. Cam. Yep. Uh, Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez. Uh, Percy Harvin Percy Janoris Jenkins Niggas The Pouncy Twins Yeah Pouncy Twins I'm talking um, about All reckless Yeah all of them All of them At least caught a body Or attempted to caught a body or, So you can imagine The shit that Urban Meyer Was covering up On that team And what's funny Is that When you look at it, You look at all those Cause I remember they, When they first put that out Right Nobody really talked About Urban But it was funny Because And I didn't think of it Until now When all this happened With him with the Jaguars I was like, and, and I thought about it, so damn, Irvin was the head coach. And this wasn't the typical, uh, the typical undisciplined team. Like, them boys were very disciplined. Them boys won a national championship. Yeah. And I was like, well, damn, if Irvin's the head coach, what the hell he had going on? And they respected him enough to follow him. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, he had the dirt on everybody. Yeah, man. he had the dirt, but he was wilding too. Exactly. Because the story about him, you're not going to tell me Urban went in. He had the story about him uh, kicking the kicker. You know what I mean? The kicker said, hey, man, don't kick me. And Urban said, I'll kick you whenever the fuck I want to. How about that? I'm the, head, I'm the damn head coach here. Yeah. I'm going to kick you when I feel like kicking you. You a grown-ass man. I'm going to kick your ass when I feel like kicking See, you. See, that's the difference, though. Yep. That's the difference. These are grown ass men. And that's but, versus but, college players. And that's my thing. Is like these are grown men. A grown man. You said that to, and my man just you know he he just kind of took it. You know they said Urban walked into into a meeting, told his coaching staff, "Shit, I had a better coaching staff at Bowling Green <laughs> than y'all. All y'all fucking suck. And ain't nobody saying it. Makes me think Urban got some hands." It's leading me to believe either Urban got some hands or Urban got a shooter to the left of it. It's something going on with Urban. Urban got something. Because Urban, Urban ain't, you know what I mean? It's something about but Urban. I don't know, ain't, though. I don't know. Because also, he said something to one of the players, which is of a different hue. Yeah. Right? And he, he about to take his head off. So I think it really depends on who. He, he know what but, buttons to push. But you know, too, there's something to be said about being that guy who's not a straight afraid to fight either. Maybe Urban ain't afraid to box. Cause you know that's the other. Cause you know, so you know, all right. So growing up, right, you got the dude who who everybody know. You got the Debo in the hood, right? Like, all right, cuz leave him alone. He a little off. Ain't nobody trying to fight him. But then you also got the cat that maybe he ain't the best fighter, but he's willing to fight. <laughs> you he may get his ass whooped every time, but he's willing to fight. Yeah. And that, we don't you don't bother him too much either, cause you know he who want to fight. Nobody really wants. He's the to head fight. coach, right? So at the end of the day, he got a certain amount of fucking leeway. Yeah. All that shit. So that kind of play a part into it. And you know what I'm saying? He had the owners in his pocket, and yeah. I just go to a lot of these owners. They not hiring for fucking character, yo. Nah, nah, nah. They hiring to see who might gonna get the job done. Characters never. And I, I honestly think the owner knew what kind of person Urban was. Oh, for sure. But he also knew his team wasn't shit. So you're like, okay, let me figure this out. I'm going to have somebody come in and crack that whip, and they're going to get right. Okay, that shit ain't working. 
<laughs> Urban got to go. Urban left a mess. Besides Bowling Green, Urban left a mess everywhere he went. Oh yeah. And he left Florida State. I mean, not Florida State. Left Florida in a mess to go to Ohio State. And if you remember, the post was asking Urban, "You gonna come back to coaching?" He said, "Nah." The next week, he announces as a head coach at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Didn't get to Ohio State. And it turns out your assistant coach was slapping the shit out of his wife. You knew about it. You helped him hide it. You know what I mean? You didn't discipline, didn't do nothing with him. And then when it got too big, you got out of there. And then you pop up in Jacksonville. And then you're doing all this other stuff with these players and these coaches. The, the trouble follows you everywhere you see. It follows them, right? But what is, the, what is the similarity between Florida and Ohio State? Besides all the bullshit he was doing. He got them rings. Oh, he, oh yeah, for sure. So I knew. So when it carries on, I, I think Jacksonville like okay, look, we know it's gonna come with some bullshit. Mm-hmm. But if, if you win, nobody even talking nah, about that nobody shit. Cares. Nobody talking about that shit. Nobody cares. It's not about until you. you start losing. Nobody cares about you. Yeah. Or you really got somebody. You got up under somebody's skin and what they saying some shit to you. Um, Ed Orgeron at LSU lost his job. They said that he was accused of some sexual um, assault. Um, there's some allegations of that, and my thing with those is always the the timing of it is always curious. Yeah, it's fucking losing. It's always curious. It's like because you had fucking Joe Burrow throwing seven touchdowns, well, undefeated, the, seven touchdowns in the first half of a national semifinal. You know what I mean? It was all good. So you tell him he wasn't grabbing on no ass then. He just started grabbing on the ass when he was losing. Nah, like, what have you he done been for grabbing me ass. What have you done? For but me you lately? was a national champion. I mean, even when you look at the uh, uh, when they had Odell, Odell's at on the field at the national championship, passing out bread, passing money out to the players at the after the game on mm-hmm. TV. We watching it, we seeing him pull out a stack. <laughs> shit, man, he go four hundred for you, four hundred for you. Ain't nothing new. Another rack for you. He go bad. For and they ain't you. say shit. Ain't nobody said shit. Ain't nobody said shit. I think, and it's funny how they got swept under the rug because if you remember. They brought it up, and Odell said, oh, yeah, nah, that was fake money. That wasn't real money. That was fake money. And he said, okay. They left it alone. <laughs> like, okay. They left it alone. All right, so it was fake money. They were fake, they were fake hundreds. They had Odell face on them. So it was all fake hundreds. As long as you win it, man, that money going to flow in. You know what I'm saying? They're getting that boost of money. They're getting the stadium money. They ain't going to say shit. Yeah. When you start fucking that money up, all right, nah. They're going to ask you. <laughs> Well, it's gonna be a conversation. Either you gonna leave, or we gonna bring some shit up about you. You know what I'm saying? So we ain't gonna lose and <laughs> have you out here wild. You got to pick a lane. You can win, do your thing, we'll sweep under the rug. But if you losing, you gotta have a talk, champ. It's wild, man. But I just go back, man. Just like you look at the privilege of players, man. The coaches got the same privilege, man. Absolutely, everybody. The same privilege. That's, that's the thing about privilege, man. Everybody seems to point to everyone else's, but they never recognize their own. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So you can always say, well, the coaches get to do what they want to. And the coach say, well, the players get to do what they want to. I mean, it's, it's shown. We talked about um, talked about Travis Hunter earlier, but it was shown with um, with Dabo at Clemson. He had a whole quote about how it's not about education for these kids no more. Now it's just, you know, he's going out there to the highest bidder and all this. But what's being hidden is the fact that, number one, if you if you're being recruited by Clemson, and you commit to Clemson, you cannot go to any other recruiting visits. You're not allowed as a Clemson commit to go to any recruiting visits. Hmm. Like, that's the actual rule that Dabo has. Really? If you commit to them, you cannot go to any visits. If you do, they rescind your scholarship. Now, you can always commit back if there's still a spot for you. 
but they play that game. Like, all right, listen, you can go. Go ahead and visit Georgia. But, you know, maybe there'll be a spot for you to get back. Maybe we won't. But we got this kid down in Texas who want to come here too. Well, they you know? played that game before yeah. last year. Yeah. I they played that game this year. But now it just come down to I mean him saying that is is now it's okay to give money. Yeah. I mean back when I was in high school, man, players were still getting money. Yeah. To go recruit. You know what I'm saying? They've been coach came to school and giving some money. I ain't gonna say no names, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? No coaching, no players. But you know what I'm saying? You go on a visit, man, you getting money. It just mm-hmm. swapping on the rug. Mm-hmm. Or it's a donation or whatever they want to say it is for the recruiting visit. Are we paying for, for food or whatever? You know what I'm saying? So Ain't nothing new. This is, you know, what I mean, I remember I watched a documentary, man, and, and if I find, I gotta find it. It was a, it was a good documentary, but I caught it. It was one Sunday, man. I'm at the crib. I'm head. It was cold. It was during the winter, and I'm my head under the cover, and I'm just watching damn doc documentaries on my computer. It was a YouTube doc, and they were talking about uh, what they were calling bag men, and basically they were the ones who would show up to these recruits' crib, show them to the house. Just drop, you know what I mean? Dropping the bag on the doorstep, you know, 100 racks, 200K in a bag and sliding off. Um, there was actually a kid, and I can't remember his name. He was a linebacker from Mississippi. And they talked about how um, Mississippi is, part, I think it said, the poorest state in the country. You know, per capita, poorest state in the country. The median uh, the median income for, for uh, a four-person um, household was like $28,000, $30,000. It wasn't nothing. And um, they were saying that uh, they prey on them kids from Mississippi by doing that. So they go in. I mean, hell, like the medium income, 30K, and they hit 200. And I remember the particular kid they were talking about they were pissed at was because I think he committed like Mississippi State and then like flipped it to Ole Miss from Mississippi State. It gave him like 200 bands, but they couldn't say nothing. Because yeah. they the ones gave it to him. Yeah. So the kid, when they were like, so what you going to do? Shit, yeah, yeah, you gave it to me. I took it, but shit, what you, you going to tell them you did it? Yeah. You know what I mean? You snitching on yourself. So what? How, how can you prove this? If you tell them, if you tell them old Miss and say they gave me some money, I go, shit, y'all did it too. Blow this whole shit up. Mm-hmm. So then what? You know what I mean? But yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? It's a business. End of the day, it's a business. These, these coaches recruit these kids. They sit in the living room. They make all these promises. And then, you know, they get a big offer and they go. Man, it's always been a business, man. I mean, they always hollering about scholarships, scholarships, scholarships. Oh, this, this is how much a scholarship is worth. Cool. That's Shit, a how much am I worth? That's a contract. <laughs> exactly. How that's, much am I worth? If you're paying $150,000, $200,000 for my scholarship, mm-hmm. you're dropping out of $100K, $200K of my dough, mm-hmm. how much you making? It was always interest, interesting for me to see the people who were opposed to the players getting paid for their likeness last summer when it first came out and all the reasons they had, you know, they're getting a scholarship. They, they shouldn't be allowed to be paid. They're getting paid for their name. Just like the college is. Just for their name. They're not getting paid to play. They're not getting paid to do anything. They're getting paid for their name. They're getting paid for, like, I think it was Todd Gurley who signed some helmets and got suspended for signing helmets and selling the helmets that he wrote his name on. Yeah. You know, A.J. Green got suspended for selling the jersey that he wrote his name on, that he wore in the game, wrote his name on, his jersey. sold it, his jersey. And they sell it in the store, the campus store. Same one. You go into the store, it's the number one jersey. It's in, you know, any college you go to, <laughs> the best player, that's the number of jersey they're selling for some reason. It's that number. 
You know, well, Virginia Tech is number seven jerseys all through there. Well, it might be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Georgia. I, I, I remember as a kid, I had number 14 Georgia jersey. David Green's jersey. Why is it number 14? That's a random number to pick. Exactly. No name on the yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, no name on the back, but that's random. We know who it is. Yeah, even in Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern still sells number three jerseys. Hmm. You know who it is. That's a random number. Just the best Georgia <laughs> The best eagle yeah. of all time. You know what I mean? Yeah, let's, let's sell some AP jerseys. Just don't put his name on the back. It's not AP. It's number three. You drew a number by that. So it is. It's just funny and wild to watch, man. Um, obviously, there's going to be a few changes um, as time goes on, just on how the money gets distributed and who gets what and all that kind of thing. Because I can see how this thing could go left. Um, but in the meantime, you know, salute to these kids. You know, what I mean, forget what they worth and shit. Hey, we got NCAA football coming back, so I'm happy, man. Hell yeah, man. Shit, 2023. That's my shit. I sit and watch I sit and play that motherfucker for hours. That's going to be interesting how these players get paid off of that video game. Well, I remember back when they first went away, they were saying that all they had to do was get the players free copies. That's some bullshit. They said it's all they had to do was get them free copies. These that, yeah, maybe back then. Right now? Oh, you no, ain't hell give no. Me no fucking free copy. No, 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 ain't free copy. You ain't doing that. Nah. It's dead. It's That's over. That's over. With. That's over. With. That's all they had to do. <laughs> That's dead. It's so easy. E- e- all EA Sports had to do was drop free copies. <laughs> To all these schools, you got these kids playing. You mean QB number five? And come on, stop it. We know who this is. Like yeah. you didn't even try to hide the roster, and you can always just go online. Down, and then people put little you download the rosters, and they got all the names, and mm-hmm. and boom, you got you you good. So yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's definitely gonna be it's definitely gonna be a little more than just a uh, just a damn um, just a video game. They need a little more than that. But let's get some more music real quick, man. Do it, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Bing bong. See them pit bulls? <laughs> See his dogs in the front yards and the upstairs going hard. Bing bong. You seen that? What's that? Oh, I'll show you that video. I'll show you that video when we get done. It's wild ass baby, man. Coney Island's a wild place, man. <laughs> <laughs> Coney Island is a wild ass spot, man. Um... Let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. Man, I'm going to tap in the key glock, man. Okay. I'm going to tap in key glock, man. I'm going to do key glock, love a thug. Let's do it. Energetic bitch, I ain't nothing about a lazy uh, All my ex 
hoes, they hate me. They be like, damn, I wish I had this baby. Yeah. I be making movies, HD. Banging on that pussy, trying to purple like crazy. Yeah. I be making movies, HD. Playing with the push cake, let a bitch play me. Yeah. Yeah. She like, hold up, boy, this shit in my gut. Little shots of Diddy, bitch, I fuck up rough. Little nasty, pretty bitch, Glock on her tongue. Yeah, but she tried to play innocent, but I knew what's up. Shout out what's up. Have you ever fell in love, baby girl? Have you ever had a thug? Ever had a thug? Have you ever had a thug, baby girl? I know you tired of the screws. I know you tired of the screws. Yeah, have you ever fell in love with a thug? Let me show you what's up. Yes, sir, man. So that was a uh, key Glock off Yellow Tape too. Uh, that was love with thug. Sir. All right, so shit. So we gonna keep it Memphis, man. I, th- I think I'm gonna keep it Memphis and uh, okay. hit him with some Project Pat cheese and dope, man. And the funny thing is, man, when uh, who was that album? Twenty one. Yeah. And Project Pat came on on a uh, course. Yes, yeah, sir. That's uh, that's that nice talk. Yeah. And the funny thing, I'm on Twitter like, man, who is Project Pat? I'm like, <sighs> oh my god. Oh, Either I'm old. Nah. Or yeah. So. It ain't you. I but, saw that same thing. You, know, you gotta I'm be like, shit, man. Project Pat been at it for years, man. Yeah, man. But yeah, we're hitting to some Project Pat, man. Cheese and dope. Yes, sir. I'm gonna feed the streets. Out here slanging on this blade, praying that I don't get cut by these police. Baby, please jumping out, chipping nuts, cutting balls down the guns. Babbage weed is in my lungs. Niggas get me for a bag. I'ma shoot him in his ass. I'ma show him who the boss. When you niggas gonna learn when you cross in this game, then your ass will get burned. Wait my turn, all my time. Rock or rock for the dime. Taking fair chance after chance, but I got to dance to the rules of this shit. That's why I keep a revolver. How the hell you? Gonna rob the robber Or I'm gonna start you with pistols Slap cross mouth Reaching in your pockets And take your money out Man, you know what's going You got cheese, I got dope For the 900 strong I got peas, I got coke Ain't no credit given, man You can get from round here Niggas robbing, niggas banging Niggas slanging down here I got cheese, hoes, and a bunch of fucking dope I got peas, coke, and some killers at the dope I got talked about uh the new year and and we both kind of spoke about how we we necessarily don't go in with the uh new year new me mindset 
But we do go, you know what I mean? We we do set goals. We're all looking forward to to the new year and the new start. So, um, what are a few things that you're just looking for? Well, first of all, what did you learn in 2021? 2021, man, I just learned consistency, man. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, uh, especially as 2020, I think that was a uh, I, I opened up for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it was kind of 2020 was if you was if you had a business or you invested, man, you it was kind of like press a button, man. You making some money. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah. I think 2021 come around, people thought it was gonna be easy. Mm-hmm. You feel me? But the ones that stuck with it. Uh, they, they continue to see that bag, man. That same thing for me, man. Like, from all my businesses, man. From my real estate business to stocks to now I'm starting a new business. So, it's just, uh, it's just being consistent, man. Definitely 21, man. Just being consistent. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And um, it's, it's a very good, a real good point because, you know, people, a lot of people did look at, like, you know, 2020, you could really just do whatever and you was eating. But 2021, really, you had to sustain it. Yes, man. Yeah, like you had a great year in 2020. 2021, okay, this is what you did. Now what? Can you keep it going or is it just a flash in the pan? You know, um, and it's easy to get in. You know what I mean? It's hard to stay there. People say it all the time, man. It's easy to walk through that door, man. It's just hard to stay in that room Mm -hmm. and not get left. You know what I mean? So so 2021, target consistency. So in 2022, you know, what's the one thing that, you know, this time, you know, at the end of the year, next year, what what are you looking to have said you've done? You know, maybe not, uh, you know, a goal as far as, you know, financial or goal as far as something material, but just as a person, what do you want to be able to say, I was able to do this, I was more of that? As a person, man, for me, just continue to evolve, man, and not, not doubt yourself. Also, man, just getting into... I got a lot of people reaching out to me, man. So mentoring a lot of people, saying I created, you know what I'm saying, some changes in people's lives, you know what I'm saying, as far as how they look at money, how they invest in, how they change in their families, you know, their family tree. Um, and then for me, man, I'm going to say right here on the air, man, I, I got a goal in 24 months, man. I ain't working for nobody. Hey. And, uh, I'm real humble right now, you know what I'm saying, as far as what I'm doing, what I'm not doing. Yeah, man, 24 months, man. So I'm going to say right here on the pod, man, we'll see you in 24 months where I'm at. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, Looking um, forward to it. That's it, man. So I'll be halfway there this way next uh, this time next year, man. But, yeah, for me, man, it's just creating those businesses, man, helping people, man, just continue to continue to evolve as a person, man. Yeah, absolutely. When you in setting goals, do you, um, you know, uh, let's say, you know, how, how do you shift your goal? Because obviously – you know, when you're setting goals, you got your dreams, you got things you want to do, you got things you're working toward, but, you know, sometimes things come faster than expected. Sometimes things may take a little longer. So, you know, if, if, it's, if it's coming fast, you said 24 months, but let's say this time next year, it's like, mm, I could really hang this shit up in about six more. You know, you still going to stay at that 24 month, or, you know, and, I, and I'm asking that for people who, you know, in setting goals. I know for me, you know, goal setting has always been something I was kind of, you know, so this is what I want to do, but I've never really kind of real. I've really gotten into more recently writing it down and right. saying, like, this is what I want to do. This is where my goal is. By this point in time, I want to do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm really kind of actually, which is funny because, you know, I'm, I'm 31 and I'm learning. I've achieved a good bit and, you know what I mean? Um, but I've never been the, yo, okay, I want to do this. I need to hit this benchmark 
by this point in time. Like, I've never been that person. Now I'm really kind of shifting into becoming that. Um, so how do you set your timelines? You know, when you're ahead of schedule, when you're behind schedule, like, what adjustments do you make, if any? So, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, either, you, you, either one or two type of person, right? Some people are short-change themselves, or some people are overshoot or over, you know what I'm saying, exaggerate where they want to be at. So for me, if you if you setting a goal and you meet it earlier, shit, double that goal. Okay. You feel me? Like, if you had a goal, hey, I'm trying to make 150 in six in twelve months, you mm-hmm. made it in six months. Shit, I'm gonna make three hundred in twelve months. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's the same timeline, and a lot of people. I mean, your goal is gonna change as you start to get. So you might say, "Hey, I'm getting it faster than I thought I can get there. Mm-hmm. I'm getting it slower. I might need to adjust." Mm-hmm. So it's all about if you meet your goal earlier or later, adjust it to where you want to be at. And also, if if you meet your goals kind of faster, man, you might be in the wrong room and talk to the wrong people. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that really that that opened my eye because shit, I had to go, man. Okay, shit, I want to make fifty thousand dollars this month. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And for certain people I was talking to, that was like, damn, fifty a month. I'm making that a year. Mm-hmm. Then I talked to my friends on this side, like fifty a month. Shit, you made fifty yesterday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It made like, damn. Mm-hmm. All right, I need to go back to the drawing table. Yep. You feel me? And uh, so I think, man, once you meet your goal, you should start looking at okay, I met this goal. I'm around this group of people or I'm in this room. Maybe to look somewhere else that can help me reach a different type of goal. Mm-hmm. There's different, as you evolve and you reach your goals and you do certain things, there's going to be different people that are just doing stuff bigger and better than you at all times. So I don't think we have a goal, man. I don't think anybody ever reaches their goal. Mm. They reach where they want to be at in life. Right. At that moment. But, I mean, as far as your goals, man, if you, if you, Pretty ambitious, man. You ain't gonna ever really meet your ultimate goal, but you can meet your goal of kind of where you want to be at in life. So, so basically, what you're saying is that you know you in setting goals, if you're doing it the proper way and the right way, you probably will never be where you want to be in life because yeah. you're constantly going to be, or at least you should be constantly evolving, right? Constantly evolving, man. Because yeah. if, if 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 you meet your goal and you you good where you at, if you ain't evolving, you dying. Yeah. Eventually, you gonna, that goal going to fall off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you ain't doing what you did to reach it. You just you got to keep pushing, being consistent. That's all it is, being consistent. Yeah, absolutely. Be consistent, man. You might pivot to something different, Yeah, but you're still consistent with it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that, that whole fat joke quote about yesterday's price not being today's price not is, is real. Price, man. It's because, real. you know, just how you spoke to that 50K in a month, you know, being a goal at that time. You know, I'm sure those people you in the room with probably looking at it, well, yeah, that's 50K this month, but two months from now, that 50K ain't even worth 50K no more. That's what I'm saying. You know, due to inflation, just just the economics of it, no you doubt. know what I mean, is less, you know, it's worth less. And, you know, I think that's why, you know, people say, you know, your boss will never pay you enough, you know, because obviously there's a cap on your work. You know what I mean? You make this much unless you work, you know, overtime. We're going to tax that. And it's, you got, you know, so you, you got to wear yourself out. Just to get to a certain point, and even then, that money that you made then, down the line, you know, ain't even worth what it was then. Man, Those- look, your boss will never pay you enough to be his neighbor. Absolutely not. Never pay enough to be his neighbor, man. And even when you, and I'm gonna be, I'm just put it out there, right? So my goal, one of my goals this year, was to make fifty k in a month. Mm-hmm. My best month, I made eighty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Right. Some people might see it online. I post online. I already don't post a lot of stuff online like that. Right. I was the kind of person I am as far as my money, but I posted that line because it was a goal of mine to reach 50, and I made 80. Right. When I made the 80, I thought I was going to feel a certain way. Right. 
And I was like, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> now what? You know now what I'm what? saying? Yeah. So I'm like, shit. Maybe that ain't, maybe that's not my goal. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I think a lot of people have goals of certain things. You be like, damn, that shit ain't made me feel how a thousand make me feel. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, definitely, man. Just be just constantly changing, man. You gonna you gonna constantly change, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, so let's uh, hell, you know, before we close the thing out, let's get a few few more records out. You know, a few more songs, man, and then uh, let's go ahead and close this thing out, man. You want to pop it off? Or? Man, I think this was a hit this weekend, man. Just having family around. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know you probably heard this song a few times, so, you know, a little bit out the licking. Yes, sir. Feeling yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think we really heard uh, a toxic male record. I don't really remember a toxic male relationship record. Been a while. You always got the Mary J. Blige, the Keisha Cole, you know what I'm saying, this toxic, but I don't think I really ever heard a toxic male R&B record, man. Right, absolutely. So we're going to get into that that, that, uh, Bruno Mars, man, (laughs) smoking out the window, and uh, yeah, let's rock with it. All right, let's do it. Wait a minute, this love started off so tender, so sweet, but now she got me smoking out the window. To spend 35, 45,000 up in Tiffany's Got a badass kids running around my whole crib like it's Chuck E. Cheese Put me in the jam with an X-Men in a UFC Can't believe it, I'm in disbelief This bitch got me She was gripping on me tight, screaming Hercules Sir, man, so um, that was Bruno featuring Andrew, Bruno and Anderson Pack. Silk Sonic. Silk Sonic. My favorite part about that Silk Sonic was being able to look at our folks and be like, y'all don't know about this shit. I don't know about this shit. I don't know about this shit. Like, who is this? Sit down, man. You can definitely amaze hell. Nah, that's Silk Sonic. Nah, that's Silk Sonic, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Sit down and take a seat. Youngsters don't know nothing about that, man. Let me show you. Let me teach y'all a little something, man. But um, but we're going to be toxic, man. Um, you know, there's one person that, you know, while we don't get as many toxic records, uh, this, the, the, actually both these two guys, um, have been holding it down for years. You know, it's kind of their bag. Um, so I'm going to tap into, uh, Brent Fias, man, featuring Drake. We're going to do Wasting Time. Mm-hmm. 
can't even sit in peace Cause all of these niggas be on you I'm just saying I can be Talk to a girl. I'll share my world with you. If you gonna waste your time, yeah. waste your time with me. I mean, honestly, open your eyes and see. If you gonna waste your time, you need to waste your time with me. Shorty, <laughs> <laughs> you I ain't wasting time. I don't waste that shit me. with me. I don't waste that shit with me. Um, yes, sir. So, um, I was episode forty six. She's an untitled podcast, man. Um, once again, big bro, appreciate you coming through. Of course, man. Always, man. You know what I'm saying, always a pleasure having you on, man. Uh, one of these days of my brother and me podcast. Uh, <laughs> Tell me, man, bump back to billions, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. On the way to do it. On the way to do it. Um, so uh, that was episode four. It's Untitled Podcast. Um, I hope y'all enjoying your new year thus far, man. Hope you're setting goals and smashing them and all that good shit, man. I always say, uh, you know, life is hard. Everything's hard. So good thing about it, you get to choose your hard, man. Being rich is hard. Being broke is hard. Uh, pick one. You know, being in shape is hard, being fat is hard, man. Pick one. Either way it go, man. Struggle gonna be the struggle. You know, hopefully you can enjoy it while you're going through the process. Um, so with that being said, man, um, we appreciate everybody listening to us. Um, you know what I'm saying? For the first time, last time, whatever time you at, um, you rock with us, you rock with us. If you don't Don't you worry about it, bitch. I know somebody like it. You heard what Auntie said. Um, so with that being said, Q, anything we'll leave the people with? Oh man, 2022, man, get off your ass, man. Get out here, get something. Get off your ass, go get something, man. What what Denzel says, shit, I'm leaving here with something, man. God damn it. Something. I'm leaving here with something, man. I don't know what it is, but damn it, I'm leaving here with something. You're gonna man. find out. Yeah, you're gonna find out soon or later, man. That work gonna show. That work gonna show. One thing, time always tells. Time tells. Time will always tell, man. That work gonna show. So, with that being said, man, we out. Holla at y'all next week, man. For sure, for sure. Let's make something happen. New York. It's that time, motherfuckers. These niggas don't run like us. All crazes, all burners, all raises. Hand down, nigga, the game is all jaders. Anything drop, I cop in all flavors. He's a dick, you pussy, y'all neighbors. Hold on. We ain't playing with this is New York. This what these niggas want, right? Oh shit! Do Instagram. Two I don't do Twitter. I don't do none of that shit. Let's go, tap. This what I do, nigga. New York, make some motherfucking noise. Yeah, all praises, all burn.
burners all raisin. Hand down, nigga, the game is all jaded. Some hot dropping, popping all flavors. He's a dick, you pussy, y'all neighbors. Yeah, two extra whores. I'm in a new Aston with two extra doors. With a quick flip, I don't try to stretch for more. 100% powder, extra raw. And I get it from Giuseppe, either him or the essays. I've been smacking rappers around for a decade. Still trying to get mommy to suck a melon leche. No, if I take her out, I can pop her the next day. Remember the vocals, MJ and the Pro Tools, anti-social. Phil Jack on the track, but I can't coach you. This is just audio and shit that I go through. Guns in the couch, money in the mattress, and I would've copped the family, but I had to pay taxes. Settle for a polo, fitting some air. Your flow's a light sprain, mine's is a fracture. Yeah, and the x-ray's negative. Use a coward in jail, you can never live. Yeah, you barely living out here, it's like I'm giving, you barely giving out air. Yeah. The reason you breathing is like I'm giving out air. I got stocks in the block, I'm giving out shares. I don't know you, you ain't familiar. I don't care who shot you, cause they ain't kill you. Bars the worst play of a son of a bitch. These niggas is decent, but ain't none of them. MTV, y'all know I'll punish the list. Niggas jury are fake and ain't none of them rich. Notice they keep watching them. No stopping them. V-neck, crush linen, sway, Louis moccasin. Won't dry up cause it don't buy up. Cashmere sweats with the Gucci tie-ups. Overlooking the city, my nigga, I'm high up. I can get your brain blowed out for five bucks. Always in the hood. That's cause I rep that. My perker work good. Niggas already checked that. Probably just humble, cause that's where I slept that. Desert is blue still. The 40 is jet black. <laughs> Fucking bars, nigga. Same damn shit. Ooh, give me some more flavor. It's the Untitled Podcast.